Listener Production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hey everyone, uh, today's episode deals with topics such as death and grief. Um, it is in a very lighthearted way, so if that will trigger you at all, please give this a miss. Um, and there are going to be some resources in the show notes. So let's do it. It's so nice to meet you. Oh my god, you too. Love your content. Piss myself to it. Oh, well, not thank like you. to it. I don't like plan my <laughs> piss. You go I to the bathroom like, and you're like, all right, what do I need to do to get going? <laughs> I go. Tony Marnica. There we go. There we go. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's time for the podcast. I'm here with Tony Lodge. Um of, oh my god, oh, sorry. That was hot. Then. I got oh I got really excited. Oh my god, what the hell is so Dogs excited. around the so- world all come into the room. <laughs> like swarm. a million dogs running. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! Oh, it's gonna be funny. So Tony um, of Tony and Ryan fame, some may say, on TikTok Um But wow. I just thought we we kind of a mid conversation there, and I said, "Fucking start recording," because we've already laughed like six times. Um, okay, what were you two talking about? Uh, well, Lem said that she enjoyed that all of the things that we talk about on the podcast are just like farts and poo and, you yeah. know, like using soap in the bathroom, me not knowing how to use soap, which is apparently just like the most shocking thing yeah, ever. Wait, wait, okay, okay, I remember that TikTok. Can you rem- remind me what your point of view was? The context of it is that I obviously use like a loofah like everybody else, but if you were to use a bar of soap, wouldn't you like take the bar where it needed to go on your body <laughs> and everyone was like, absolutely the fuck not. Who is this idiot? And they were like, no, you're supposed to like lather it in your hands or like with a washcloth and then use the, wa- like move the lather around. Why? What's the difference? It's soap. It can't get, it's soap. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. That's what you think. But some people just are not convinced that the germs no, are some going people, to die. No, some people want to have a personality. <laughs> and, want, people. And, 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 and they want to act like they've, they're they funnier or cooler than, 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 than Tony of Tony and Ryan fame. Yeah, and they and wish. They, and they want to be like, yeah, you actually are a freak. Freak. And but they, want to, they just, want to just bully you for no reason is what they want to do. I think they some people actually believe oh, it. But someone jump on a bandwagon, babe. <laughs> people are just like jerking off about like being right about something. I'm like, I don't think that there is actually a right or wrong way to do what we're talking about. It's just like maybe the way that you would do it versus the way I would do it. But it doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Don't be a fuckhead. It, it's also like sometimes sometimes everyone we can have a conversation and it kind of be like funny and silly. Like just letting everyone know. It doesn't have to be that you're an awful person if you lather pre or post. Like I'm not sure what the issue is here. Like if you lather or not lather. To lather or not to leather. Wow, there's a little quote there. But can there, we just have a funny silly goose time? Can't we just have a That's silly conversation? Yeah, no, yeah. I feel it's, it's the bane of my existence. I always say, sorry, this is not the conversation we're meant to have, but let's just have a chat. <laughs> I always say the most like irritating DMs are not the death threats that I've got. I've gotten voice notes saying, with my full address, including postcode for some reason, obviously oh. reading it off some website. You can Google that. Do you know what you I mean? Like, it's Yeah, fine. you know what I mean? Like, it's fine, whatever. I'm the not interested in that. Care. 
<laughs> yeah. Like the voice notes going, I'm going to kill you. This is your address. Anytime you, you relax, creepy. I'll come and slit your throat. Oh. That's not the worst ones that I've gotten. The most annoying ones that I get are people correcting me on shit they're nothing about. <laughs> like I'm so sorry because the death threats are like you're unwell. Yeah. But when it's like, um, but like I uploaded a video dancing to. Um, oh, my God. Duck. I was living for this, the Peking Duck thing. Okay. Oh, my okay. God. And then okay. I was watching your stories and you're like, who the fuck, like what are you even talking about? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, but you know, you know I lost 2,000 followers. What? You know what? I lost? Okay, so for, the, for those of you who missed it, I'm sure how you did. But, um, <laughs> okay. So it's actually huge news. Actually, like it was actually worldwide news. So I know, I know that it was Oscars last week, but this is actually like, I, if you if I should have gone to rock, the biggest news story to date in Australia. Um, <laughs> more culturally significant than Julia Gillard's misogyny speech, I would say, was me. I went to a Peking Duck gig because I'm I'm friends with Lucy who Lucy Lucy who um does vocals for the Duck Boys. She's my really good friend. I'm also friends with Adam and Ruben, like friend friends. Flex. But I'm yeah. very, but yeah, but uh, friends. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like my, my like my, one of my best friends is the singer for them. So I of course went to my friend's gig, and they did a cover of Crowded House for Like a Version, mm-hmm. and they know how much I love Crowded House. Everyone in the fucking world knows this. It's <laughs> like a bit unwell. Everyone knows how much I love Crowded. I regularly do like dance routines to Crowded House, and I commented. Well, okay, so I bought a video of me twerking to their remix of, of of Crowded House because, A, they're my friends and I'm proud of them and I went to this gig and I was at, B, I was out for the first time in th- over three and a half months. And it was and a C, hot as fuck video as well. I looked hot. Like, mm. I was watching the video and I was like, okay. <laughs> and, it was, and it was also premeditated because I did say to my friend next to me, I said, as soon as they mention like a version, get your flash out. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to. I was like, I was like, I need I'm everyone dance on lights. To- I need everyone <laughs> on lights. Everybody who has a phone, get your get phone now. Oh my God. And it worked and it worked. And I uploaded amazing content. And also because I've had people being like, all you've been uploading is work content. Oh so I gave the people what they wanted. Do and know, it was me dancing you know in a crowded house. what fucks me off about that, right, is that people act, sorry for getting crazy, but people <laughs> don't actually understand that, like, Instagram is a job. When you say to me, like, why are you uploading only work stuff? I'm like, because this is my fucking job. You don't, like, then un- get excited about things that are then your job, you know? Yeah, and also I've been working so much I don't have time to do anything fun. Like, I <laughs> like I've, I, I literally hadn't socialised for two and a half months and I realised I haven't gone out dancing, I think, since last November. Oh. I think since the Aria's after party. Oh. We went home and cried for four hours. <laughs> wow, but okay. I think, we it get was, it. I think it was around the Aria's. I don't know. Like, I was talking to the all you guys know that I was actually there. Yeah, and the Australian of the Year and I were having a good chat. I remember that was really fun. Um, I don't know. It was crazy. Anyway, and I actually didn't go to the actual Arias because I was busy on my national radio show. But anyway, so but a comment, the, the point of this whole story is a fucking comment on there. So I, I the caption was um, Peking Duck knew that I was in the crowd, so they decided to do the right thing and play some crowded house. Yeah. And someone commented and was like, Babe, I hate to burst your bubble, but this is actually a cover um, from their Like A Version and I'm sure it's in their regular set list. And I replied and I was like, they're my good friends. It was a joke. I understand they've done a fucking cover of Crowded House. You know why? You know why? Because they fucking told me when they did it because they're my friends. But people anyway. just think that you're like so like such a pick me and that you're being like, no, it was obviously about me. You're like, no, they actually told me that it was. They actually, like, <laughs> well, they I, didn't like tell I actually, me, but I could feel it in the water. No, but like, but also it was like, 
I know that it was in their set list because one of my best friends FaceTimed me at their Melbourne show when it was playing to show me that it was in their set list. So I actually already knew their set list because my friend is the singer. <laughs> that people That's just so crazy. You're like out to get them by like sharing information, whether it's a joke yeah. or not. And you're just like, yeah. I actually can't win because if I get something right, people are like, ew, you think you're right all the time. If you get something wrong, they're like, how fucking stupid are you? <laughs> yeah, like, you're what can fu- you, you know? <laughs> Is there anything else besides Soapgate that you've been um, really frustrated? Because I have ones in my head that stick out to me like that crowded house comment and like how I make coffee and like, like, oh like I uploaded a video one time of like, I love Nescafe, lol, feels like my grandma is here. Because like my grandma had died like a week after. And oh someone my was like, um, you should actually put the milk in before the hot water because it burns the cup. And I was like, my grandma's dead. And also it's Nescafe blend 43. Like I don't think like, it fucking matters. It's yeah. shit whether you put the water or the milk in first. Like, yeah, it's shit. The point is it's shit. It's like my grandma to me tastes like goon from the fridge, Savion Blanc. <laughs> and, and that I used to get for her when mum and her were having talks and a fucking Nescafe blend 43. I'm sorry that I missed my grandma and that I didn't put in the fucking water correctly with long life milk. Anyway, so anyway, so do you have any like that to send out to you? Because I have like five. Um, so to be honest, I'm pretty lucky. Most people are pretty nice. Sometimes they're just like, um, I'll say something really funny and then people are like, ew, funny women, disgusting, plus you're fat. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that's just boring, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not even interesting. And I am funny. So, like, it should <laughs> so- actually negate the thing that you're saying to me. Yeah. Um, but the other day I posted, <laughs> the other day I, like, was eating this red like food, like it was Yum. like a bolognese. Yeah, it was delicious. Okay. Thank you so much for noticing. Any red food? And uh, <laughs> I love LMFAO. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> so- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Red Foo. Anyway. Shut up, Red Foo. Oh my God. I think, by the way, okay, sorry, continue. I feel like. This is a tangent, so keep going. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so I was just eating this, like, bolognese thing and I was wearing, like, a light denim dress. And I posted on my Instagram story, I was like, oh, like, see if I can not spill food all over myself. I have to film something later. And then every, and it was, like, me taking a bite and everyone's like, ew, you touched the fuck with your teeth. Oh, <laughs> And I was my like, how the fuck the- f- <laughs> Like, Shut of all the things, up. like, <laughs> in people- the world... <laughs> They go, um, the way you did that is so weird. And it's like, People maybe. like, that is actually upsetting me that you've touched the thing with your teeth. I was like, Yeah, what? I can't stand it. I can't stand I can't stand the thought of, like, the metal against the tooth. Okay, uh, then don't do it to yourself. Literally. Like, um, it's just a big vibe of, like, mansplaining, but it's also, like, they presume that you have never thought about anything you do ever. Like, you just do things and you're just, like, a complete, you're a complete silly goose and you've, and you've gone, <laughs> Wow, remember that could upset the Tara from Richmond. <laughs> oh, really? She might get upset about the tooth. It's right. like, oh, someone, someone might think that, oh, the poor thing, she thinks that um, she's friends with Peking Duck. <laughs> the poor I babe. am friends with Peking Duck, you little poor bitches. <laughs> fucking, okay, okay. Prove it, Abby. Okay, Abby. I work in the same building as them. I well, fucking I think you're go lying. to the same gym as Adam. Okay. Fucking- <laughs> it's okay if you're lying. I am you know lying. What I mean? And no one, actually, no one actually knows me. One time someone that I was fucking, who's like a famous musician, liked my photo and I got five DMs saying, oh, my God, someone so liked your photo and I wanted so badly to apply. It's like, yeah, because he was inside me yesterday. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I- he's also fucking licked my asshole. Like, literally. He's literally is he licking my photo, but come on, he's tossing the salad. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about grief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my mum's dead. Let's so talk my- about that. <laughs> 
Did people ever go at you for the way you talk about your mum um, oh. being there? Because I make jokes yeah. at my grandma all the time on the radio show. Yeah. Who like helped raise me. And Just I say, for context. Oh. It's it's from Tony's book, by the way. Oh yeah, I don't need therapy. If you want to read it, plug, sorry, plug, I'm plug, like plug. I tried. I want to plug it before you go in. Oh, <laughs> thank plug, you. Plug, I link. appreciate the plug. I'm I'm the worst at it. So like in our in my podcast with Ryan, Ryan's always like, oh, and by the way, like Tony's book. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck that thing, that thing yeah. that I did. Yeah, if we could talk about that, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah. I feel like thank you, Len. That was amazing anchoring, as they say. That was really really good. Um, but what was I saying about that she was. Joking oh, about grief and people, people like like grandma like I always say that grandma on the radio show that my grandma was a dentist and I always joke about like her like coming back to haunt me and all she would ever say would be like that'll rot your teeth <laughs> like and, and like having an apparition of my grandma and after the, I was like if I ever saw her again I swear she'd just tell me to not eat the chocolates like that'll rot your teeth darling that'll rot your teeth I just love right? also for anybody that can't see Abby which is everyone you're like rolling around like a ghost <laughs> as well it's like oh, very unsettling my <laughs> 90s Anyway, and people are like, you shouldn't joke about that. You shouldn't joke about death. And it's like, well, I'm very, I'm obviously very sad she's dead. Yes. But so, so in the book, you speak about your mum dying at, uh, at age 19. Um, have you, do you deal with it by being haha funny, silly goose? And if so, what's the reactions usually? And then we can go into the, the grief part later, but I feel like it's a good place to start. For sure. Um, well, yeah, so I was 19 and all of my siblings are like 10 years plus older than me. Oh. Um, so already I get pressed as like the baby of the family. Um, mm. And so when they were all kind of like, they're all married and like had kids and stuff. And I was the youngest one, like by myself, kind of trying to deal with it. And I didn't know what to fucking do. Like there's mm. obviously, you don't know what you have, you know, like you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know what you're supposed to do. There's no like right or wrong thing. And so I started like laughing and talking about her and they were like, don't talk about it. And I was like, well, it didn't not happen. Yeah, like, we can't. Yeah. And yeah. me joking about it doesn't make it any worse. It only makes it kind of better for me to have a bit of a laugh if that's how I want to cope with it. Mm. Exactly. And it's also like you're probably the same with your grandma. Like when someone's dead, you don't ever have like an accidental way of talking about them. Like so if we were chatting, Abby, say we're out like having a drink or whatever, you're like, oh, my God, my mum's just texts me. And then I go, oh, what's your mum like or whatever? That never happens when someone's dead because I never go, oh, by the way, my mum's dead. Can I talk about it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that like opportunity does yes. not come yes. up. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Making a joke about it was my way of like saying I need to talk about this thing and no one heard my cry for help, guys. Oh. So I had to start a podcast so that I could laugh about it on <laughs> so there. Someone would listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've definitely heard had comments of people saying like, Oh, well, I lost my mum and I'm really sad about it. It's not fair that you'd make jokes. And I'm like, Oh, oh wow. if I it's a bit it's one of those things, it's like if I know that something's true, I don't need for you to believe it. And it's yeah. like the more people that see it or hear it or say that, I'm like, oh, the bigger it gets, the almost nicer it is when people don't believe it because I'm like, oh, you don't actually know me. Like you don't know me at all and yeah, it's actually almost nicer that I'm like, oh, that's actually just my memory now. When people die, everyone presumes that person is now void of a personality. Like yeah. I say things that I know my grandma would think are so funny. Like the do that what your teeth thing. She used to say it when I was little and she we would cackle about it because every time I'd eat it, that'll rot your teeth down. And I'd go, shut up, grandma. Like, like. <laughs> 
like, or my Pisces, stop your crying, darling. And like, like, so like there are things that if I say, and then people go, it's not very appropriate. It's like your mum's still had a personality and I'm sure she, if she raised you, she would find you funny and she I would find these that. things funny, right? Mm. I mean, you're kind of funny, I guess. I mean, the soap thing threw me off, but I'll still admit <laughs> right. that you're funny. All right. Well, you obviously don't know how to use soap and yeah, you don't know Peking Duck, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but totally, I, mean, I think people also are just like really uncomfortable with like, like things that other people are fine with. It's I think it's the same with like if you're really comfortable in your sexuality and you make a comment about it or you tell a story about it, then people that aren't comfortable with their sexuality go like, oh, that's not appropriate. Yeah. I think it's the same with grief. Like most people yeah. don't have to deal with it. Fucking lucky them. <laughs> but mm. like most people don't have to deal with it until like a certain point in their life, like later in life. And so they just actually don't know what to say. What is the right thing to say, do you think? Because I, I've only ever had my grandma and my pa die. I've never had anyone close to me, like a friend or, or thank God, or my mum die. So, sorry, I've never had my mum die. She's not the only one that can die. No, I don't have a dad. My dad left when I was born. Tony, so how dare you bring that up? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> wow, thank you. My parent, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> See, this is fucked. See, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh so I never had my mum has <laughs> rubbing it in. Yeah. Well, oh, my mum wow, actually. Okay, thanks. My and I know you bought your mum a car. Okay, I'd love to buy yeah. my mum a car. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love. To, I'd love to. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> I'd love to see my mum on the Gold Coast. Car. Okay. I'd, I'd love it. I'd love, I'd love to see my mum. Mum's coming to visit on Friday. Actually. Anyway. Oh, so thanks for fucking bringing that. <laughs> Sorry, so what was it? Oh, so what is the right thing to say to you? Think? Sorry. <laughs> the genuine question because I've, like, if my friend's parents get sick. Actually, let's start with this, actually. Your mum passed away from cancer. Tell us that story yeah. and then we can go into the grief stuff because I feel like chronologically in my mind it makes sense when this is edited. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, we're just pissing ourselves too much. And this is me going, just make sure you don't make this too dark, Tony. And you're oh my, now, yeah, like, I love that I was the one that was forewarned <laughs> and now I've never yeah. laughed more in my life. Um, no, so my mum got sick with a brain tumour when I was 18. Um, mm. And so, like, obviously no one knows they're fucking doing at 18, so that was pretty crazy. Mm. Um, and then because she was sick for, like, almost a year, that was insane because you're almost, like, getting ready to grieve and you kind mm. of, like, this is awful, but she was in so much pain. She was so sick. She couldn't do anything. Like, and because she had a brain tumor, she didn't really know who any of us were for the last like couple of months. So that mm. was really hard because I'm like watching this person who is like the strongest and most amazing person in the world. And she just like can't do anything for herself. Like, um, so I ended up like dropping out of uni to help care for my mum. My sister, who's a teacher, she stopped working and was full on full time caring for my mum. And just like all that stuff and we were going in and out of the hospital all the time and it was just like was emotionally so taxing that you're almost like, fuck, can we just like, I don't want her to go through this but I'm fucking sick of going through it as well mm. and that's mm. something that like I think a lot of people don't want to admit as well because you feel really guilty and I'm, I've am i obviously worked through feeling this guilt because 
I also, a bit like the joke thing, I know that my mum would be like, fuck, Tone, I'm sorry I had to do that, eh? If you knew that someone that you loved had to care for you in that way, like you wouldn't want to deal with that. You wouldn't want them to have to deal with that. Mm. And so that was really hard as well because I'm like, oh, I've am lost my mum basically already but her body's still here and we have mm. to just kind of like go through the motions, motions until, you know, like and that. so that was yeah. fucked. That was I really think that's really. I think that's something that no one ever, ever, ever has a, I've never heard anyone admit that, that they, when they've had someone that's passing away from a, a long-term, like terminal illness mm. that isn't a sudden death, that they feel like, and I don't even want to say selfish, but they feel that they acknowledge that this is not fun for anyone and you're allowed to feel like you don't want to, you, you don't want to do it anymore. You don't want to take care of the person anymore. And unfortunately yeah. the only option there is for them to pass away. And obviously you don't want that more. So it's like the thing you want the least in the world is for them to pass away, but the thing you want the second least is for this to happen. Yeah. And you need to give yourself space to acknowledge that you are allowed to feel like taking care of someone like, again, sorry, I'm not trying to grandma, but this is the only significant no, death in my life. No, don't apologise. It's fine. Yeah. But my grandma had dementia and mum. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. And, and it was, it was actually quite, um, she was quite lucid uh, and it was quite a quick uh, like fall off. Like the, she would just repeat the same jokes a lot. Like it was kind of, Quite mm. silly. So is that where you get it from? <laughs> <laughs> In her will, that's all she passed Shut on. The She's fuck like, up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I'm busy. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Oh my fucking god! Okay, yeah, I think. Okay, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I'm not funny enough to come back to that, Tony. Sorry, bitch. Um, no, I love you. You're challenging me. Um, it's kind of hot. Um, so, do you want to fuck? Do you want to fuck? Like, I hate fuck. I grief hate fuck. Over Zoom. Over Zoom. Okay, Lemon Oscar leave us. Unbuttoning. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, Lem, yeah, I'm going, all right, bye. Hey, us going. All right, no, sh- <laughs> They've left the virtual room. I'm fucking fit. I was going, okay, cool. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. I think they're back. Like you know what? They're actually. Because I could just listen. Yeah. <laughs> all, you, all you hear is, oh, oh my <laughs> fuck, yeah. And Abby's oh. eating her grilled. <laughs> and we're like, grilled. She's, I was like, yeah, I'd love another <sighs> chip. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Dip it. Double dip. A creamy herb mayo. Oh. Chip dip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so grandma would, grandma would repeat her jokes. Shush. And, but, but mum, I could tell mum was very, mum was very, because I would see grandma, it was the start of COVID, so I'd see grandma once uh, like a week or two, except mum was there every day. And Which I could is really tell, hard. Really mm. hard. Like it's really exhausting and mum would never admit that she, but I could tell my mum and my auntie and everyone was just like, this is so much work for little grandma. Yeah. Um, mm. But so when it's for your Obviously, when it's for your mum, it's like, and you're so young, you don't have those skills that like mum was 60 at the time, take care of her mum. It's like you have the life skills. At 19, you don't have that. You don't have that ability to let yourself feel nah. feel that way but also let yourself feel the shame and know that the shame isn't going to, sorry, kill you. But I, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But no, you know no, what I mean? It's so true, 100%. And also, like you said, I was 18 when she was like passing away, like when she was sick. Mm. All of my friends were going out drinking, having sex with boys, like, you know, they were going to Europe. Like Mm. I was like jealous of the time I was losing as well, which is Mm. like 
a pretty weird thing to kind of get your head around. But everybody at 18, they've like first year of uni, they're going off and they're doing all this fun stuff. And I was like, I can't do anything because I'm at home caring for my mom or like I didn't have any money because I was spending all of my time with my mom instead of working or mm. like all those things that you kind of, not only is it like the the death of a person in a relationship and someone who you love so much, but it's also like all the other things that kind of like the life that moves past you at the same time that then I felt for ages, probably only until like the last couple of years, that I was like really stuck at that age because I was, it was like I was trying to like make up for all that lost time. I was like, okay, well, my mum's gone now. What can I do to like enjoy I don't know. It's like I don't even really know how to articulate it, but it was as if, yeah, all no, the life that I missed then, yeah, I was trying to, like, make up for and then I was just, like, being a fuckhead even though I was 20, you know, like, <laughs> like Cause, you know. Because I guess, I guess the options are you either have to try and make up for it or you have to acknowledge that you lost that part of your life as well as your mum and then you have to grieve that part, but you're mm-hmm. already grieving your mum so the pain is, like, too much to touch. Yeah. Like you'd be thinking, well, I've already, and then you feel that that guilt and shame again of, well, now I I resent my mum's illness rather yes. than focusing on her death, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the guilt, like you said, is just like insurmountable because you're just thinking, yeah, you just feel guilty about everything. And then even when like I was younger and I felt like I, you know, was diagnosed with depression and anxiety like everybody else, like I know I fit in really well. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like when those things happen, I felt guilty that I felt depressed, even though I had nothing to do with my life. But I was like, my mum has given me the most amazing life ever and I feel depressed. Like what a little asshole. Mm. And then so it's like all of those compounding feelings are all of a sudden like on my 19-year-old shoulder who like I don't mm. know how to do anything yet like I still lived at home and all of this stuff so it was like and then I had all of my siblings who were over 30 years old all married all with kids and I was like f- I feel like I've been left behind because I'm by myself now and I don't know you know mm. Mm. what about your dad um so uh my dad and my mum and dad have been together like my my whole life but um since my mum passed away we don't have a relationship anymore so you were literally left Mm. alone and in such a different phase of life where you're, where you anyone else would have had uh, the nurturing of their parent and you had to nurture your parents. You, the the, the yeah. roles were reversed at such a young age and, of course, it's hard to not resent that and be upset with that and mm. and try to move on from from that. So after she, after she passed, what – did you also kind of feel a bit lost? Like you'd had a year, was it a, a year of your whole world was taking care of your mum? Yeah. And then you're like, what the fuck do I, what the fuck am I doing with all my time now? Yeah, because it was kind of like, all right, well, <clears throat> she's dead. Do I go yeah. back to work? Do I go back to uni? Do I, like, it was like, it's like when you are at a job, like say you work at Coles and you go on break and then when you finish your break, you go back and it's like you never left. Yeah. But it was like it was like I took this huge break from my job at Coles, which was like my life. I know, this is so fucking sorry. So no, the only thing I it makes think complete of, sense. It makes complete <laughs> sense. Just so fucking funny. But like, so then mm. I like rejoined my life that had been happening without me. And I was like, oh, it no one knows how to talk to me, first of all. Mm. Um, it was like I was this ruined person who no one wanted to be friends with because no one knew what to say. Like, mm. And that's fair enough because I get it. Um, I, don't think there, I don't think there is a really right way to do anything, but no one knew what to say to me. No one 
knew what I'd been through because everybody was the same age as me. All their parents were young and fine and whatever. Like they'd never had something huge happen to them, mm. which I really resented. I was like, why can't I be a normal girl, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I felt awkward because I was like, oh, I'm just, I feel like I don't fit in with anybody. I felt like I didn't fit in with my family. I felt like I didn't fit in with my friends. And then I started going back to uni because I was like, that just feels like the right thing to do and just kind of got really busy. Like I just mm. had to stay really busy. And that was probably... I mean, looking back on it, probably not the right choice, but at the time it was just like all I could do because I was like, well, <clears throat> I don't want to think about do? it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And when you're with your friends, you're confronted with the fact that they maybe look at you differently or they or they don't know what they're, – they're, they're uncomfortable with your grief, but you're yeah. the person in the most discomfort and you have to kind of console them almost. Yeah, so you're almost being like, oh, it's okay. Or like if somebody said to me um, like, oh, my mum's really pissing me off, then they'd look at me and they go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'd be like, <laughs> not like that's worse, first of all. Yeah, um, yeah. But like your mum's allowed to fuck you. Just because my mum is dead doesn't mean that your mum isn't allowed to be alive. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, my God, I had the worst day yesterday. Like, I missed the bus or whatever. And they go, oh, my God, Tony, I'm so sorry your mum's dead. I'm like, just well, because my... <laughs> reminder, like, just so you know, your life yeah, is worse. I'm just, just going to so let you aware. know that yours actually the, like, yardstick for shitness. Yeah, um, it's So as long bad. as my mum's alive, like, I'm actually doing better than you. I hope you yeah, understand just, that. Just, but it was like... It was like, just because your worst thing is missing the bus and my worst thing is my mum being dead, like, that's 100% at both, right? My 100% isn't more because it's more than yours. Like, and that was the hard thing for people around me to understand that they were allowed to still cry over their boyfriend or be pissed off with their mum for calling them too often or missing, like, complain to me about missing the bus, you know? In fact, I feel like it would have been a nice distraction for you to just hear those stories about someone's boyfriend being shit without it being like, oh, but, you know, I can't cry around you because, you're, because your mum's dead. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. And it was because I was like, I actually, I, treat me like a normal person. You know, I'm not like, yeah, it was just, I felt like a leper because I was mm. like, it was like no one wanted to talk about it, but no one wanted to ask me, but I couldn't say anything and they didn't know how to deal with it because they were also 19. Like no one has any emotional intelligence at that, at that point in their life. No. Lots I of mean, people, yeah, now, I'm almost 30, but. most people still don't have that, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's such a weird thing to try and like put myself back in those shoes. I'm like, oh my God, how did I deal with that? But how did anybody deal with me as well? Crazy. <laughs> But how, so how did you get past, because I've, I've had like some hectic family things happen over a course of like 13 years that were really fucked up and you resent everyone around you because like, even though you're like, you know, you're allowed to have problems as well and you're, but you're kind of like, like you, I, I can't, I can't relate. I can't relate to you because I have had such a life altering thing. Did you ever feel what were you like? I feel like none of you, n- none of you really get me, and you will not get me unless you have something fucked happen to you, which I don't want. But I also don't think that you are understanding, like how certain things can trigger you, or how bad like your depression or anxiety or, or whatever other mental illness can get when you have these compounding factors of life traumas. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's like you don't get it and I don't want you to get it. Like I don't want you to understand, but it's also then you fall into, well, I fell into this, like I gaslit myself into being like, well, maybe it's not that bad. Like maybe I need to get over it. And also like then thinking about people being like, 
<clears throat> Tony is so self-important. She's been through this whole thing like she thinks she knows everything. And I'm like, no, I don't. And that's the, it's it's almost like you kind of just want to tell people like, I don't know any more than you, but I have to deal with it. Like we know the same amount, but you aren't being forced to deal with this right now. And so I guess like when you're saying you kind of, you don't want anyone to understand because you don't want them to go through some horrible thing, but also you kind of like, oh, you just, you don't get yet yeah, the compounding nature of something like that because if I miss the, if if you miss the bus, you've missed the bus. But if I miss the bus, I've missed the bus, and my fucking mum is <laughs> dead. You know, like it makes it's everything spirals, worse, babe. Yeah, everything like, sp- and you so easily yeah get set off, and everything feels like the end of the world. And yeah. then on top of that, you feel like you can't tell anyone about yeah. it because then it's again I'll fucking to- fucking Tony's mum's fucking dead. We yeah. get it. We get that your mum's dead. Like yeah. like you know you're like and also there's all these there's there's yeah, it's it's exhausting having to try and like combat those negative feelings and thoughts while also allowing yourself to feel shit about another thing without it kind of um, overlapping and contaminating yeah. the other things. That makes sense. A hundred. No, I I totally. Even though it was like, it sounds like the craziest thing ever, but I a hundred percent get you because it's it's so hard to not think about that on top of all the other things. It's like when you're sick and you just like feel sad. You know, how, mm. and then you just like everything just feels like way too much and then it's just another part of that puzzle where you're like, oh, and then this baseline of always shitness because I can't talk to my mum about it anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, I think it's also like when you, when you just said like, oh, Tony's mum said like we get it. I felt that as well because I was like, oh, my God, is this my identity now? Am I the person with the dead fucking mum? Like yeah, and so when I was writing the book, no, like sorry, I know that that's <laughs> but no, no, so no, no, fucking no, dire. No, but- no, be sorry, it's true, but it's true though. And you like- are the person with the dead. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing else going. On. <laughs> are you so pressed that I got you good with the with the joke? Yeah, that was before? Waiting, I was yeah, waiting, I can tell. I was <laughs> and I was nervous to say it. I even covered my mouth and I said it. No, I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, imagine, imagine if you just hung up, you went, that's so inappropriate. And I just walked <laughs> out. <laughs> walked out. Do it, do this. it. Do a walk out, do a walk out. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah but like the identity are, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, and so when I was writing a book, I was like, okay, obviously I'm going to talk about my mum and talk about grief in like the casual way that I, the only way I know how. And then I was like, I got in halfway into the book. Well, not even a half, probably a fucking quarter. And I was like, cool, I've got nothing else to write about. And I was like, <gasps> my whole identity is my mum being dead and I don't yeah. know what to do. You know, and that was like so confronting. I was like, holy fuck. And then I had to call my editor and be like, you know what? We need to fucking put this book on hold because I'm actually having a menti B. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am, um, you know, I, I gave back my book advance. Oh, my said. <laughs> I knew that actually. Because I said fucking relatable. I guess. What were you I, writing about? Was it just like, like a bio? Did, what, don't no, you know her grandma's dead? Oh, her grandma's dead. It, it was. It, <laughs> how dare you? What else would she um, say? And I, and I have no dad. My dad was left when I was born. No, yeah. it, was, oh. it was gonna be. It was gonna be. It was. It was gonna be like. It was gonna be called. So let's unpack that. This is all our public knowledge. We can get that in. But it was gonna be called. So let's unpack that. Um, and I was gonna like go through like sexist uh, or, like, misogynistic fucked up phrases that, like, oh, like, even, like, uh, the concept of virginity and, like, why I think that it's 
cooked and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. But it, I obviously am quite, um, I talk a lot and I have never struggled to write an essay. Like all my essays in high school were like double the length and I have to edit them down. Like I, yeah. And I went out to the Blue Mountains. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I, love I, was, I was like, writer's, writer's retreat. retreat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is a fire. Wow. And I was like, just I, me I, and the piece of paper and a pen. Just That's me and my typewriter. <laughs> and my typewriter. Yeah. The sound of the typewriter and the smell of the fresh ink. And the really crackling of the fire, the fire in the background. And I was like, okay, so I got out there. I got out, I, I'd gone for three days and I'd written like two, three chapters yeah. a few months before. And I was like, it's fine. But it also was the middle of winter and I'm from Queensland and I didn't understand. I didn't understand that like, like, when I went the second time, it was like two months later. Yeah. Like I, went, I think I went in May, then I went in like July, and I didn't realize that it was it would like actual like, winter. It's like it's like it gets like cold out there, guys. I'm not sure if you know this, but it was <laughs> negative. I have heard. It yeah. was like negative two degrees, and I thought my phone was wrong because I was like, no way. I got out there and I realized my 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 desire to have like a crackling fire. I don't know how to start a fire. I was so literally I, about to say, this is the thing, right? Everyone goes, did you go on a writer's retreat? And I was like, I cannot light a fire. Like, no, I don't know how to do that. And that's the requirement is you want to be, be in, like, a cold cabin. And then I end up going to the Vietnamese shop every day and eating pho every day and going for, and going for runs and crying about this guy that I was dating and listening to listening to music, running around the Blue Mountains, crying and going. And so I you're thought, like, I could have just done this at home. I was doing it in Bondi. I was doing it in Bondi anyway, going for runs and crying and, and I was far. like I couldn't have done this <laughs> literally it was yummy further like it's actually some of the best I've ever had in the Blue Mountains and then I was really sc- I was like really scared at night that someone's gonna come and kill me because I'm in the fucking Blue Mountains in a cot in a fucking cabin I was gonna say and you're then, in a fucking Stephen King book <laughs> I mean it's it's fucking negative three degrees I'm going for runs and um and then I I, I, I quite manage it flex girl. right oh my god I actually running, go for runs running, every day she was running 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 um and I and I uh, but also the air up there is really thin, so it's really hard to run. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so then I, I I tried to write. I couldn't write anything. I was like, oh, this is so hard. And I was like, you know what? Writer's block. Like I was like, you can't, like, you can't, you can't force it. You can't force it. You can't. You go getting far again. And then I thought, and then I went to a point where I would call my friend and I was like, I'm so, I cannot do this. I'm so bored up here. There's no hey you. Or there's no housewives. And I was like, am I supposed to get my juices flowing? Then I drove back to Sydney two days early for my ride as a train. And then I got back. And then I called my manager and I was like, I'm not doing this. And then I gave my advance back. And they like tried to convince me, obviously, but I was like, honestly, guys, like, not to be a cunt, but like. I don't want to do this. Like, this is like, not for me. I was like, I have a podcast. I was like, all my thoughts are in the podcast. Like, if you guys want to know them, listen. Just transcribe it. Just transcribe the podcast. Like, I was like, I forget. anyway, that was my writing story. How did we get onto this? You well, writing? Oh, you had a MTB. I had a MTB, but I yeah. fully gave up. And I, and I was really, you know what? Then I was proud of myself because I was like, listen to your own boundaries, queen. Like, nah, I, like, I do. I do actually <laughs> really like that because the amount of people that would push through, like me. Um, <laughs> if they actually would like commit to something and finish it is yeah, like a lot. The so thing it's, is it's, that I'm a finisher and that's, yeah. just, but that's just me. Not everyone's the same, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like I actually get it because I had a full-on identity crisis. I was like, I don't know who I am because yeah. a bit like you, all of my thoughts are in the podcast or mm. on fucking Instagram stories. I don't know. You know, there's just like all these things that I was yeah. like, yeah, is all I've got my dead fucking mum? Like how boring. Yeah. And am I that guy? I'm, am I actually that guy? It turns out there was more stuff in there and like, you know, we we – Got to the finish line. Right. Just. You handed um, in, your, in but, your little transcript. You went, yeah. done. Um, but. Turn the I fire really, off. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> Turn the fire off. Drove <laughs> home from the Blue Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said goodbye to the, my favourite Vietnamese place. Came home. Had <laughs> a shower after you run. Yeah. <laughs> Before you said something interesting that I want to loop back to and it was that you ended up just throwing yourself into work and you were like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Is that mm. because it delayed your, um, your, your like process of grief or why should you not have worked so hard? Um, I guess it did delay that because I every time I'd get busy and then I wouldn't think about it. So I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm fine. Like you kind of mm. trick yourself into being like, oh, I'm not thinking about it as much, so it must be fine. Um, and it wasn't yeah. fine. Like it was it was fucked. Like after um, probably a year after that, I started getting these really, really bad chest pains. Mm. And um, I literally one day, the first time it happened, I thought I was having a heart attack. And yep. I went, I was talking to um, to my boyfriend. Uh, I was about to say boyfriend at the time. He's still my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Audience spoiler, slip spoiler. at the time, yeah. Um, my first husband. No. <laughs> uh, but I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, what should I do? He was like, go to the hospital, dude. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, nah, I think it's okay. And I kind of pushed through it. Anyway, I had to do all these tests. It's all in the book. But I had to do all these tests and they were like basically – the thing is, is that you are going through grief and you have pushed it away for so long that it's like manifesting in your body. Mm. And it wow. was it was so painful. Like it felt like I was being shot. Not that I know what that feels like, but I can only imagine. Mm. Like I would get up from the couch and have to sit down at the dinner table as I was walking to my bedroom. Like I just couldn't walk. I just like would get so, it was just so, so painful. Mm. And then um, they were kind of like, cool, it's grief, dude, and you need to deal with it. And I was like, okay. And then I got a new job. And then um, it started happening again. And then I got another new job. And then it happened again. And then I got another new job. Mm. And so this was all probably on like five years ago. Three years ago. Well, that was um, beautiful. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I actually oh, know yeah. Peking Duck. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, their singer Lucy Lucy. I'm actually really good <laughs> yeah, friends, friends with her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, so it was when I moved to Melbourne and I was like, this is. <laughs> Like, this is actually <laughs> fucked and I'm literally going to die if I don't do something. So then I started going to see a therapist and, like, change, like totally changed my life. Mm. But I probably exacerbated the grief and, yeah, like you said, elongated the process by five years. But, mm. And then so then after those five years, when did you, like, how did you deal with the grief? Because I feel like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like the grief, like, again, Grandma's sorry, bring up again. Um, I'm the girl dead. whose grandma's dead, but like everyone's grandma's dead. Like it's not unique, you know what I mean? Like it's not I interesting enough to write a book about. So it's not really. Oh, uh, you don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for I'm that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, but no, but like with grandma, it's it's not really like 
I don't know how one deals with grief. It's just that you don't, you just get better not letting yourself be sad about it. Yeah. Or do you have a way to deal with it? Because I cry about grandma still like once a week. Come on, love you. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's really sad. It'll rot your teeth, darling, if you keep doing that. It'll rot my teeth. I know. You're awful. (laughs) (laughs) It looked a nice tea she wouldn't like. You know that thing where it's like, um, like the waves kind of come and you just get better at dealing with them when they do? Like, yeah. So at first, it's like a tsunami every fucking time it hits and you don't know what to do and you can't handle it. You don't know who to talk to. You don't know whether you're allowed to cry, whether you should talk through it or whether you put, like, whether you should push through it. And then I think just as time's gone on, I've just gotten better at like every time they come, I can kind of see it coming a bit more or like okay. a certain times of the year, like the anniversary of her death or like my birthday and things like that. I know that they're going to be really hard times mm. um, to like reflect about her and think about her. And yeah, so it's kind of, I think, you know how they say time heals all wounds? Like yeah. I I mean, as shit as it sounds, like, I think that is kind of true. You just kind of get to a point where you know yourself better. And I think Mm. it was that because I was 18. I didn't know myself at all. I didn't know who I was. Like, I knew that I was Tony and that was literally it. Mm. And I think that now that I've done all this work on myself and I know more about what makes me tick and who I am and what I like and, you know, what I stand for and, like, what I will cop and what I fucking will not cop. Like, whereas back in the day, you don't fucking know. Yeah, okay, come down. What I fucking will not cop. But you know, like. Yeah. Wow. Whoa, okay, sorry. Sorry. I just, guys, I'm feeling really intimidated. No. (laughs) This is not a safe space. Uh, but yeah, like you know yourself better now. Yeah, and I is think that-, that that has like a huge, like tremendous impact on how you deal with things and what you know you can handle and what when you go like, um, you know that meme and it's like, oh, I cried yesterday, then I got my period today, I knew I wasn't a soft bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. when it's kind of like that, it's almost like, oh. I know that this is going to bother me and I'm going to let it or I'm going to not because I don't have the time. Like you can kind of reason Manage with yourself. Yeah. And choose. But then, but then don't you get to a point where you um, get the grief pain again? Like how do you know when to let it out? I don't, I mean, I don't think there's an exact science and I don't know that I really know because it does still come. Like um, I was recently in Perth and I like that. That's where I'm from. That's where my mum's buried. Um, well, like her ashes are buried. Mm. And like I went and visited the other day and like nine times out of 10 when I go there, I'm okay. And this time I was not okay. Like mm. I just sat there for, I have probably there for an hour and I just like sat on the floor and cried and there's all these ants there and they bit my <laughs> vagina and oh, I got back in the car and my boyfriend sake. was waiting for me and I was just like literally I've got oh all god. these ant bites on my fanny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Did it get like a bit swollen? Yeah. I had these swollen flaps and it's like like wow. such an itchy cunch. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like Oh, was it like, itchy? It wasn't painful? It, no, it was like tender to touch, but it was like, you know, like after mm. you shave and you get like shave burn. Yeah, shave. It yeah. was like that. It was like Wow, that. beautiful answer so, for the after you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Insult to injury, really. My mum's dead and now I've got the, and the that, ant bites yeah. on the fanny. Yeah. And <laughs> the spiral begins because yeah. ant bites on and bites some fanny. And, and my mum's dead. Yeah. And my mum's dead. And Abby's Still grandma's dead. dead. <laughs> and Abby's grandma's dead. And Abby's dad left when she was born. And it's yeah. like, it's endless. But she is but with Peking Duck. But she is friends with Peking Duck. <laughs> so, so that is okay. <laughs> Everything is okay then. Um, um, I know this is probably like, this might make you cry. But it doesn't make you cry. But like, I feel like 
again, grandma, um, you only ever get to talk about like the sad part about like the, the ants eating a pussy, but like not like mm-hmm. a hallway. Yeah. Eating a pussy. I got eaten by ants. I, my pussy got eaten by some ants. Um, <laughs> but like you only get to talk about that. But like I just wanted to hear like what your mum was like a bit because I think that's like a nice thing because like I love getting drunk and calling people and saying what my grandma was like. So can you oh. talk about your mum a bit? Yeah. Um, well, she was really dirty also. Like she was <laughs> like I remember once like um, we went out to the movies and I was allowed to take a friend with me mm. and he was this boy called Kurt who I was probably tuning at the time. I was really into him. Kurt's and a sexy we like name. parked yeah, Kurt, right? Like Cobain, but not actually. <laughs> and um, it wasn't actually him, guys. That's oh my the God, spoiler. <laughs> and um, we like parked down the street because my mum didn't want to pay for parking at the cinema, which is like such a mum move. Mm. And she parked like in this weird parking lot. And they, you know, when um, like random empty lots have the like chain fence, like, and but it's just like a single chain. Yeah. Not yep, like yep. a, yeah. And she stepped over it and said, to my friend Kurt, like, oh, can I introduce you to my new boyfriend, Link? (laughs) (laughs) Because she was, like, straddling the fence. (laughs) And I was, like, mortified because I was trying to, like, kiss this boy on the face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you kiss him? No, no. He didn't finger me or anything. I know. (laughs) Not even a finger. No. Not I know. During the movies or anything no. like that? No. no. Oh my I think we went and saw the movie Hairspray, which is quite fun, isn't it? <laughs> That's very – I haven't seen Hairspray. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. That's weird. I don't really watch movies. I've got, like, better things to do. Like, I've got, like, books to read and books to write, you know. Like, I've got, like, yeah. rise of treats to go on. Kidding. Yeah, okay. I just want to have the attention span for a movie. Do um, you want to go for a run after this? <laughs> get some fun. Get, get, get some the creative for juices flowing. Go. Um, um, fuck you. Um, but are there any other stories? I just, like, I just think it's nice and cathartic. But if, you, if that's the only story you want to tell about mum, but I'd love to hear more if you have any other things that, about her that you want to talk about. It's just weird because, like you said, no one really asks, so you never really think about it. Yeah. Um, she always had her hair done. Like, she always had, like, always, always. Ways. What was and the hair it was like? like um, the smooth blonde, like sh- like lob. Oh, we love um, like a Victoria Beckham. Yeah, but like not the. <laughs> not can the I say the manager one? <laughs> the one yeah. Not the like, Karen one. The Victoria Beckham one. Yes. Like yeah. Okay. Cool. Like a Sandra Sully vibe. Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And mm. like, if her nail polish was chipped at all, she would take it all off and redo it. Yeah. Um, like she hated chipped nail polish. So now it's like a tick. Like if I have chipped nail polish, like I have to take all of it off. Because I'm yeah. like, oh, she'd be so fucked off if she saw me. And That's my mum <laughs> as well, by the way. Polish. I totally yeah. relate. Must yep. be. Maybe we're the same mm. mum. That's crazy. <laughs> we're sisters. <laughs> oh, my God. Sis- oh, my God. But guys, have we just had a podcast first? Have we just found two long more sisters? <laughs> Is your mum alive? Yes. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> not the nice. same one. Close, though. Sorry. It sounds like they had a lot in common, though. <laughs> it's close. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sad. We almost did it. Genetic testing. Um, <laughs> I, get, I get a 23 in me. And we'll see um, if you guys are related. This podcast is brought to you by Ancestry.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like she was just really supportive and every single like audition or interview that I ever had, like she was always waited in the foyer for me and like there was just nothing that she didn't join me on. And yeah, I just, I love her so much. Like she was just so cool and I really wish that like 
I could just have her, even if she wasn't my mum anymore, that I could, like, have her as a friend. Like, like, um, because I feel like I missed out. And you've probably got this, Abby. I'm so jealous. Like, I feel like I really missed out on the, like, becoming friends with your mum thing where, like, we get to the point where I say, like, how old were you when you lost your virginity? And, like, did you ever actually do drugs? And, you know, all that stuff is, like, I feel like I really miss, like, such a huge part of, like, that mother-daughter relationship. Ask Lem about it. Lem, you had a good relationship. Oh, yeah. What was mum like? Um, actually, sorry, I want to ask you something about like one of the things you wrote in the book. Um, it's not deep at all, the question, but why is it that she gets mad at white sunglasses? She fucking is, hates them. What the fuck is up with that? Like, she why? fucking hates white sunglasses. Um, do you remember like the Oakley wraparound moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. back in. She would. It's, oh, it is. Oh, she'd be. She'd kill herself. Over. She'd be dead anyway. <laughs> She'd be like, Tony Louise, this world is not for me. Not like, for I. Kim <laughs> Gardner, shut up. <laughs> Tony Louise. <laughs> I middle named myself. That's how serious it would be. Um, but she just hated them. She was like, I just think, like, boy, girl, like, it does not matter who is wearing them. They just look About shit. Ally. She's yeah. like, no any of the genders. Anyone. The days of them's the gays, doesn't matter. Whoever's wearing them. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> what else did she hate? I love talking about things mums hate. Like I, like oh. I, I feel like my mum was so passionate about hating is it is because she's alive, but she passionate about hate. <laughs> Rub it in, thank you. Yeah. Um yeah. she hated and she would hate this. This is like a big development in the last few years. Mm. She would hate that people wear active wear on a plane. <gasps> oh, she like oh, she would always. Week. Oops, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. She would like always get dressed up to go on the aeroplane. Like mm. that was like a big moment. That's yeah. Yeah. my mum, by the way. I'm just telling you. That's weird. But another yeah. wow, wow, another coincidence. Is that it must funny? Be the same person. It must be. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she would hate that. And now you know when you get on the plane, like everyone's wearing active wear, and like fair enough because be comfortable, live your best life. <laughs> and I don't care, but I can't physically get on a plane wearing like not jeans and shoes or a dress or something. Oh, like you still do it because I she still would... can't do it because I'm like, oh my god, what if this fucking plane goes down, right? And my angel mum comes and she's like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to rescue you, bitch, because you fucking <laughs> if you wear. wanted to wear Birkenstocks on the plane, <laughs> you should be prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking God. Oh, my God, Tony. This has been the fucking best chat. I've loved talking to you. You are so fucking funny. I'm obsessed. Um, Thank you for having me. I was honestly oh so starstruck when they were like, Abby wants you. I was like, oh. And she then I touched my duck. And you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> she touched her tits. You touched your bits or your tits? Yeah, touched my bits. I thought, oh, my God, thinking of the ants. <laughs> You There's like, no more ant bites down there, but something's going on. Ready to roll. There's some sort of sensation, Ghana. Um, oh, my God. Um, plug plug your shit. <laughs> that's your book. You've got to be a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's your book, by the way. you got your podcast. you got your bloody book. Um, so my book is called I Don't Need Therapy and Other Lies I've Told Myself. You can find it anywhere. Um, and my podcast is called Tony and Ryan. It's exclusive to Spotify. I don't know if I can say that here, but please don't cut it out. Um, <laughs> I'm at uh, Tony Lodge on Instagram as well for all of our videos and stuff if you are interested. Love it. Thank you so much. That was fucking amazing. Also, if anyone's upset about the fact that we're laughing about um, death, I feel like, I don't know, have a breather. If anyone can laugh about it, surely it's people with... A dead mum and a dead grandma. I mean, and everyone has a dead grandma, you know what I mean? It's like... (laughs) 
Like, it isn't that special. Surely you will understand. Like, sorry, the uh, mum and grandma would think this is funny. Um, <laughs> all right. See you next week. Listener.